Welcome to the World Beyond the Tale, the Page Day American Gods podcast. I'm your host, James, and today we're reading page 217. Shadow showed his ticket to the driver. Hell of a day to be traveling, she said. And then she added, with a certain grim satisfaction, Merry Christmas. The bus was almost empty. When will we get into Lakeside? asked Shadow. Two hours, maybe a bit more, said the driver. They say there's a cold snap coming. She thumbed a switch, and the doors closed with a hiss and a thump. Shadow walked halfway down the bus, put the seat back as far as it would go, and he started to think. The motion of the bus and the warmth combined to lull him, and before he was aware that he was becoming sleepy, he was asleep. In the earth and under the earth, the marks on the wall were the red of wet clay, handprints, finger marks, and here and there, crude representations of animals and people and birds. The fire still burned, and the buffalo man still sat on the other side of the fire, staring at Shadow with huge eyes, eyes like pools of dark mud. The buffalo lips, fringed with matted brown hair, did not move as the buffalo voice said, Well, Shadow, do you believe yet? I don't know, said Shadow. His mouth had not moved either, he observed. Whatever words were passing between the two of them were not being spoken, not in any way that Shadow understood speech. Are you real? Believe, said the buffalo man. Are you? Shadow hesitated, and then he asked, Are you a god too? The man reached one hand into the flames of the fire, and he pulled out a burning brand. He held the brand in the middle. Blue and yellow flames licked his red hand, but they did not burn. This is not a land for gods, said the buffalo man, but it was not the buffalo man talking anymore. Shadow knew in his dream it was the fire speaking, the crackling and the burning of the flame itself that spoke to Shadow in the dark place under the earth. This land was brought up from the depths of the ocean by a diver, said the fire. It was spun from its own substance by a spider. It was shat. And that's our page. Gotta say, it's not every day we get to end a page on shat. Fantastic. I know we've been talking about Christmas dinners and fetching Christmas dresses, but in the interim, I sort of forgot it was Christmas. Anyhow, Shadow's traveling again, and once again he meets the Buffalo Man. The first time was on the plane. The second time was after he pulled over right before he met Sam, and now he's on the road and traveling through America and meets the Buffalo Man again. I feel like I'm missing an appearance. I had a spreadsheet to track this very thing, but stopped updating it months ago. Alas, I'm fairly certain, though, that the only appearances of the Buffalo Man so far are the ones that I'm remembering. But on this visit, Shadow notices the same thing I made note of on the last appearance around 144-145. The Buffalo Man's mouth doesn't move as he speaks, nor does Shadow, which was not mentioned previously. Shadow and the Buffalo Man seem to share a link that allows them to communicate non-verbally. In previous pages, Sam and the Atzel prison guard, whose name I'm not going to bother looking up, had questioned Shadow's heritage, so perhaps he has some level of native heritage on his mother's side? Shadow's still wrestling with the nature of his belief, or non-belief, or disbelief, and I expressed a certain frustration with his ability to just believe that the various things he's experiencing are happening. When he was drunk and conversing with Mad Sweeney's corpse, he didn't seem to have as much trouble making that leap, so perhaps Shadow's sober mind is just too logical to make that leap even after all these weird and continually weirder things keep happening. The show has Shadow making this leap pretty much in between the first and second seasons somewhere, and Book Shadow is much more resistant. Shadow does seem to be erring on the side of belief, however. He asks if the Buffalo Man is a god as well, and gets a response from the fire they're sitting around? I'm assuming this is some of some sort of primordial god, an archetypal fire god, though I don't have a whole lot to base this on. 
The myths that the fire speaks are from different native tribes. In Cherokee myth, the world was all water and air until water beetle dove down and brought up some soft mud. The mud grew and grew and spread and became the world we know today. In Hopi myths, which we discussed a bit earlier when Ibis mentioned the emergence tunnels, Grandmother Spider is essentially the Earth Goddess, although I couldn't find an exact reference to her spinning the world into existence. We'll have a few more myths on tomorrow's episode, but I gotta find the references. I did find the references, so good news. But this page gave me pause, and I'm going off notes here because I don't have a brain when I'm taking notes, only when I'm reading later. How are the borders of America... How do they exist for gods? Borders are not real. They're completely made up bullshit. And so I'm wondering if this influences the gods at all, or if the gods and goddesses of America are limited by the people who believe in these borders. If you told me that I was on the California border with Oregon, I would look down and I wouldn't see anything. But I've seen it on maps, and I've seen road signs, and I know that there is a border between the two for all it's worth. So is the knowledge of that similar enough in belief to gods that the gods have to play in those same rules? I don't have a answer and I don't have a I don't have anything other than thoughts, but I have to imagine that if the gods in the book are dreamed into existence by people, then they are subject to the same belief systems as the people that dreamed them up. So if we're going to be talking about American gods and how they exist within the borders of America, then we have to consider that they have the same sorts of beliefs about borders. Although it does make me now consider that the very beginning of the book we had a quotation about borders, did we not? That's a rhetorical question. I know we did. The borders of our country, sir. Why, sir, onto the north we are bounded by the aurora borealis. On the east we are bounded by the rising sun. On the south we are bounded by the procession of the equinoxes. And on the west by the day of judgment. That's going all the way back to our very first episode. But borders maybe means different things to gods than they do to people. But it does seem as though the gods in America are trapped here once they cross that border. I guess maybe we'll have a chance to discuss this later in the book, or at least I hope we do. But at what point do they become American gods? I shouldn't be asking any more questions. Anyhow, get in touch with the show at theworldbeyondthetail at gmail.com or on Twitter at worldbeyondpod. Thank you to Julian Granganage for his version of St. James Infirmary Blues as the show's theme. And thank you for listening. I'll be back tomorrow with another page, and remember, only the gods are real.